Hello and welcome back to the Social Matters podcast. We are three social workers talking about social matters. I'm Eugene. Hi. Hi, I'm Nadia. I'm Fran. Back again. How's everyone? Yeah, good, Fran. That was I'm Fran. <laughs> oh yeah, do you want to tell them about <laughs> your groove in the afternoon? So, Fran, yeah, go on, Fran. Tell uh, them. Yeah, I've been unwell for a little while now. Um, this is the sort too of too much raving, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's untrue. Um, yeah, I've not been. I didn't wasn't ill for the whole year, and then everything's kind of caught up with me towards the end of the the year and into this year. Um, so this is a sort of tail end of it. Um, so I'm feeling better than I was, but my voice is a little bit different. But you're, it's I like, mean, I like it. Have you seen that episode? Yeah. It was sexier a few days ago. Now it's, <laughs> it's got a little bit of my voice. Can I just confirm that? Because I remember you sent me a voice note about something. I was like, who is this? Is <laughs> it, Fran? I was like, can I have some sympathy for my illness? And oh. he was like... <laughs> but have you seen that episode of um, Friends, Friends where yeah. Phoebe um, gets that sexy... Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Phoebe Buffet voice and um, then she gets better and then she starts trying to lick everyone who has the, the cold <laughs> yeah. or the flu in order to get her sexy singing voice back um, so yeah is this a preferable voice like gets on the like th- woodbines I think 50 so. a day and hope that I have I, this voice I can't remember what you sound oh. did like before <laughs> <laughs> You. Okay, all right. So, guys, um, new year. Mm, um, yeah, happy new year. So, 2019. Yeah, 2019. I remember like partying like it's 1999. I remember uh, that being a New Year's Eve. Woo! And now it's yeah. 2019. I mean, it feels like 2018 absolutely flew by. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 and I swear, I just feel like as I get older, the years go by quicker. I sound like such an old lady. But, but I was that thinking is, the same. That's how I, I is it just because we just used to like play as children it was a long long old year oh, yes. but do you flies by but do you remember when we were in school and um the six weeks holidays um happened and it would feel like the longest period ever and you feel like you've you you did everything in that six week holiday yeah. and then you'll come back in september and and johnny had just grown by 16 inches you know like, oh, hi johnny i'm like what happened over the six weeks it's like oh but now six weeks is just Please, yeah. yeah. Anyway, new year, new ideas, new yeah. hopes, and stuff like that. What are you guys? Voice. New voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you guys hoping for? What are you kind of looking forward to? Kind of both questions. So I'll, I'm really hoping. I, I've reflected on our podcast journey f- over 2018, and and it's come to my attention that the three times that Eugene has had to insert the the dude sound was because of me yeah um, and I'm, the only three times <laughs> the only three times i've either used some um, fruity language or i have um <laughs> been disclosing locations and stuff so my hope for yeah. this year is to not do that my hope is just for you to not, just not do it for just one podcast okay. and then I'll, oh. be, I'll be happy because i know i'm gonna have to get back on the, the editing oh, um so podcast hopes what you hope for um, I think mine is just to be well. <laughs> I'm so bored of being poorly now. And I'm not normally unwell, she says, being ill for two weeks. But um, yeah, just hoping to be well and just, yeah, carry on with this podcast and recording Aww. and hope that Nadia doesn't swear anymore yet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could have a swear box. Yeah, I mean, I And then we could have a massive night out do you know at the what? end of it. It's really upsetting because in life, generally, I don't feel like I'm much of a swearer. This is the funny thing, Naz. <laughs> if we were going to like have a swear box out of this context, it would probably be full of my money yeah. and not yours. I just, I don't but know. But here, yeah. Can, do it. Can oh. I just, so if we were to rank us in, in order of the pottiest of mouths, 
Who would be first? <laughs> I think Fran would take oh, that. Oh, 100% yeah, Fran. Yeah. Oh, no, but bad. hold on. My mother's listening. Oh. Stop. <laughs> no, actually, I don't think I don't think we actually... You know what? I feel I swear more when I'm around you. Oh, I think, he's trying to put it on lame. you. No, but I think that's just... That's part of our communication. Bring it out in you. <laughs> oh, stop. But we're all... We're really apologizing me. No, we're already good. Oh, really do good you know what? We've Every got day relationally, like it's not just me here bringing out your potty mouth. <laughs> Every now and then, your voice like it breaks and like <laughs> it, like it just tugs at my heart straight. <laughs> No, but that's what I'm trying to talk because I just want to save her time. I was like, oh, she's like, you know, like, oh, you guys are just trying to apologize me. I'm like, all right, mate, calm down, drink your lemon water, get out of it. <laughs> just well, you, you two are loving it. You're like, we can speak. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I remember when my brother's voice was breaking. It's so funny, isn't Aww. it? That like, hello, <laughs> poor boys. It's hard, isn't it? Oh gosh, sorry, 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 bro. No. It's cool. Huge. Yeah. What are your hopes? You know what? I asked that question with not actually having a clear idea of what I'm hopeful for, but then something came to my head. I think we've said it, and it sounds pretty cheesy, but I just really enjoy doing this. Yeah. And I'm glad that we've been able to be consistent with recording and putting stuff out. I'm hopeful for that to continue. I like the fact that as the podcast episodes um, go on, well, at least we feel it. We don't know if the listeners feel it. Let us know. Um, but more and more comfortable in, in our discussions. So I just hope for that to continue and let's see where it goes. Let's try and evolve and just take up opportunities. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is to enjoy. And since we don't stop enjoying, then I'll just set this mic alight with that candle in the corner and walk out. Yeah. Mic drop. Lock us off. Fire mic drop. What <laughs> oh, um, So yeah, so that kind of leads into what we're talking about today, which is the topic of hope and yeah when we were thinking about this it was who came up with this one again it's always you two have i, I, have I come I up with any episodes like it was fran yeah it was fran have i come up with any uh no but, no, but you're a <laughs> we key wouldn't, player we wouldn't have any in other recordings ways. <laughs> if it wasn't for you yeah, but, and all we'd have is nadia's potty mouth no with no editing. Yeah, so that's true. But we i all did, have a role yeah but i i did um art at gcse and I thought I was kind of creative at times and I feel my creativity is not going because I have no ideas. And every time you guys make a suggestion for an episode, can someone play the violin whilst I finish the I sentence? Know. Every time I play, every time I think of an episode, I think you guys just come up with better ones. I, I feel just, terrible. Can we just go back to my violin impression? What was that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we play the violin? <laughs> I said violin, not dead cat, Nadia. Please, violin. Can you do it again, please? Not dead cat. No, God, do it. Do it. Okay. <laughs> um, did, did someone oh. kill a budgie? I was like, "What is it? How? What is it? I don't even know." Guys, what we are focus, si- we focus. are serious people. So, promise, um, yeah. so yeah. So the topic. So I, I guess I was thinking about hope because it's a new year, and I think often it it begins with hope. Um, often it's a time when people uh, want to make changes. They, they think about. Uh, New Year's uh, resolutions. For example, last year I decided to become a vegan for January. I, I Did you? I lasted a day. I was going to say. I know it was really bad. Oh, no, sorry to interrupt. Oh, Is it like that time that we went to that Turkish restaurant and you said you're vegan and you ordered lamb chops? 
Joker. But you know, it's a time when people are hopeful of uh, making resolutions. Delusional. Um, So, yeah, so I just thought it's just quite a kind of apt thing for this time of year. And I think it's just relevant to, I guess, life in general, but also as uh, the work that we do. Yeah. Um, But I suppose I was thinking just to begin with, I guess hope means different things to different people. So I was just wondering Mm. for you two, like how... What does hope mean to you? You like, just stole the you... question right out of my head. That's the question I was going to ask. Oh, but, yeah. Um, He's trying to anyway. get a role for himself, quick. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stole my question. He's, he's the one that asks the question. Yeah, like... He doesn't come up with the episodes, but he yeah, asks the question. And I edit, and topic. I edit. Did I say it? edit? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't kick me off the podcast. Um, it, I don't know. It's, it's hard to define what hope means to me in one sentence. Other words that I'll use are like being optimistic, being forward thinking, seeing the best in people and the best in situations, knowing that there can be a better time or there can be an improved time. And for me, something to, to work for, because why do we do anything that we do? And, and why do we or anyone continue to persevere in times of hardship, in times of struggle. And that's relative. For me, I live in a flat, I've got a roof over my head. So my ideas of struggle, what hope looks like to me, is very different to somebody who is living on the street or is homeless, because uh, that's going to be completely different. So when I articulate what hope means, I'm I'm contextualising it and I'm thinking about what does it mean to me as a person and then if you were to go on into the work context and we'll talk about that in a, a bit more later it looks completely different mm. what about you guys i don't know it's funny is it i think hope is sort of a feeling but i guess it's also a state of mind almost mm. so i guess when i'm thinking of it in my personal life or or as a social worker i guess it's like an approach to to work i guess of being hopeful mm. which as you said does relate to kind of being optimistic and perhaps being strength-based people say it's like an essential part of being a social worker to be hopeful I don't know if you agree with that like when you became a social worker I guess you know thinking about when I became a social worker and obviously still I'm a social worker I guess you do need to have that hope because I guess it keeps us going doesn't it in, in our work yeah I agree with everything you guys have said about thinking about that, you know, maybe this time is, isn't permanent, that, you know, something might be different if you're going through mm. a period of difficult times and that the, that there are kind of, that it will change. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I also think about there's something about hope being linked to options or be, being linked to other possibilities. So yeah. when you feel like you've only got one option or, you know, there's only, there's like an inevitability about your situation. It's just, that's just what's going to happen that you lose hope that it's, it's very hard to be hopeful when you don't see that there are other options. Mm. And I think that it's helpful to think about how you can create other options and other opportunities um, as a way that it might not be what you're hoping exactly for, but it helps to bring about a change in your circumstance. Mm. Um, Thinking about hope in situations where hopelessness is easier position to, to take. How does that change how you view hope? Because I agree with what you're saying with options, mm. but then if you, if you consider the context and consider the different people in different contexts, are options always available? What do they look like? I w- would ask the question, can everyone feel hopeful or or is it only people who can have options or mm. create opportunities that can have hope? I mean, I feel like there are times when we've all probably felt hopeless. Um, yeah. 
and you know felt like you can't see a way out or you can't <clears throat> excuse me sorry everyone's got voice know, issues I was today. Also like, if friend. they occasionally hear like a bark in the background it's not a dog it's me but I think <laughs> like Throat, sorry um but i think sometimes um just yeah say like you know everyone is um has had the experience of feeling hopeless but i think sometimes it's always helpful to maybe be around other people that might be able to hold the hope for you in that yeah. situation or might be able to see things a bit clearer and you know thinking about being a social worker that if you're working with a family where it does seem all doom and gloom and you know that there are there are things that you can do things that you can say mm. to try and bring or inject hope into the system into the family somehow mm. um that that it's so it's not so like hopeless i feel like we need to tally up how many times hope makes yeah. an appearance in this Bing. podcast hope, hope, hopelessness yeah yeah and i think as you said it, uh, choice is a really nice way of putting it and i suppose that's also like goals i guess if we're thinking about change and thinking what a family wants mm. moving forward thinking about kind of future i guess it's that isn't it i guess when people are feeling stuck and i yeah i agree about being able to sort of hold that hope for people who maybe never felt it yeah and 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 invite those ideas of hope but as you said huge it's it's hard i guess if you've never had that feeling just to for someone to kind of perhaps give you those options and choices mm. it's a hard kind of shift in your thinking isn't it if you're feeling perhaps learned helplessness feeling that there is no hope if you're in a dire situation yeah and um Nadia you started to talk about our job and social work and it kind of makes me think about a lot of the people that we've ended up working with or that we've worked in with with in our time as social workers and continue to work with the idea that the most vulnerable people in society are those who are in situations where it's difficult to see, to be hopeful, it's difficult to see the wood from the trees. Mm. And the role of us as social workers or the role of people in their support network or or the role of other professionals or anyone else around them is to try to help them to be hopeful and to think about what you were saying, Fran, about goals and um, objectives and options going forward. But it when I think about people in these people in specific situations, I think about everything that happens around them and us that kind of causes the idea of hope to be challenging and the idea the idea of being hopeful to be challenging, mm-hmm. and that what that's what makes it difficult for anyone to to uh, think about hope in the grand scheme, and it's almost like small wins and and trying to find small things to be hopeful about and not necessarily in the largest in the largest scheme but that for anyone is is difficult to to hold on to and as well while you're talking I was thinking that there's something in the idea of I don't know visualizing or having an expectation about how you want something to be and hope springs from the idea maybe of having not different expectations but planning for other other options um mm. not like necessarily fixing your hopes or or fixing your ideas about your situation in only one outcome but that there are different you know you might come out of this but in a different way it might look different to what you were expecting and just I think I feel like hope is able to be fostered when you're able to just be a bit open to other possibilities mm. I always think about the most challenging jobs and social work is one of them and because I've been a social worker for so long it 
that's normal for me to to deal with the difficult challenges and to be hopeful to an extent but then I look at other professions like surgeons or doctors or or I don't know anyone who works with the most vulnerable I was watching a, a, a documentary on homelessness recently and looking at the people who work with homeless people mm. and how they kind of retain hope and I think a question that I have uh, for social workers in general and for you guys as social workers is how do you or how have you in your social co- social work career remained hopeful in difficult times or sought inspiration or remained optimistic or positive about a future or positive about change or positive about people being in a better place than they are when you meet them how, how have you maintained that? You mentioned it a little bit earlier Eugene about looking for the best in people or you know trying to uh, be interested in not just like a single story about them about oh they 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 drink alcohol and that's the only thing about them but trying to yeah thicken the 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 other more positive stories about them and I think that that is something that really helps to bring about hope for me that you know oh you know whatever it is they did however many months ago or something you know there's a precedent for something that was positive maybe what was happening around that time that helped that change or that difference to come about what was the situation who was around them can we build on that can we work on that to to try and create a different story um not only for themselves sometimes but for the people around them because I think sometimes everybody's story um around a person is also hugely influential not just only the story that they have about themselves and, and I think also, I guess it's that belief that people can change because yes. I think without that, social work wouldn't exist sort of, or, we, or maybe we wouldn't be in it. Um, so I think, yeah, th- there has to be that belief that people can change. And I guess from seeing people change as well, I mm. guess, you know, we see it in our careers. Um, and, and I agree, Nadia, it's about kind of thinking of kind of narrative ideas and 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 I guess hope or hopelessness can be a narrative that you um can live in about like you know that that things are really really terrible and and often they are but I guess it's trying to invite different kind of ideas and and possibilities and hope and yeah we have to sort of hold on to that to you know uh, try and encourage it with the families we work with really don't we yeah I, I would definitely agree with that and what you're saying around narratives ideas and also stories that are created of people or people in certain situations it's it's almost like if we talk about uh i mentioned homelessness earlier we talk about somebody who who is homeless without talking to that individual we have a general dominant story about this person like you mentioned a single story about this person or people in that situation the difference when you actually go and work with the most vulnerable people you pay attention to them you ask questions you seek to understand the ins and outs of their story the chapters of their book then within those conversations you attach yourself to to things that they've experienced to challenges that they've overcome to steps that they've made whether it's small or whether it's big it's attached to the notion of being trans-based in social work, which we hear a lot, and um, the question about what does that what does that look like? Hope is attached to that. If if you if somebody as a society, it's easy for us to communicate bad news. That's what we do first. Our ideas of how change is created is is to look at what's bad and then correct that. But for me, it's recognizing what's 
bad or what's not going well, trying to change that, but also recognizing what's going well because it's usually more things are going well than not and building on that. And that's where hope and being strength-based comes in. Definitely. It's just to sort of build on the strength-based ideas as well as sort of solution-focused or problem-solving because I think with with the strengths base i guess that is about giving a sort of different language to the children and families work that they may never have heard about themselves or never have thought about themselves and you know i've worked in a in a court team that was um, very sort of strengths based and you know problem solving solution focused and you know seeing parents change their lives around through hearing something different getting this positive feedback and these affirmations and giving them hope that they'd never had because they only knew um, you know hopelessness and and how just that change in how they were languaged they it changed how they began to language themselves and understand themselves and then the sort of catalyst for for change and, and kind of hope was really impressive yeah that um, <coughs> i'm so sorry sorry um guys i feel left out so i'm just going to clear my throat yeah, as well gosh. Okay, back on it. <laughs> um, just um, what while you were talking, it reminded me of. I'm not sure if we've mentioned this before, but Bateson's ideas of being the difference that makes a difference, and maybe that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. But the the story that you were saying there about bringing or introducing a difference into what happens ordinarily um, mm. in their lives, um, and I think that 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 makes me feel quite hopeful as a social worker that if I'm holding in mind that I'm going to be bringing a difference into this family, into this system, then mm. maybe I could be the difference that makes a, a, a bigger, lasting difference. And what do you think some of those differences are? I guess thinking from a sort of practical perspective, how we work with families, mm. when we think about families where we've seen hope, from hopelessness developing to hope, mm. what sort of things? Connected <laughs> to what you are saying about what that difference is, I think... People can go throughout through their lives because of their experiences, because of their environment, because of the the narratives that are created by people in power, those around them. They can go through their lives and believe in certain stories of about themselves and um, kind of creating a ceiling to success or ceiling to achievement or opportunities. And the difference that we create or can create as social workers is helping them see beyond that or helping them experience beyond that and I've worked with teenagers or teenage boys and I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast who are involved in gangs and there's literally no hope because they feel think that only certain people from certain backgrounds can go and get these city jobs in inverted commas and the way they make money is through the gang life and through the drug selling and stuff like that but then through conversations with me as the actual social worker them talking to somebody who who's come from a background that's similar to them and is able to represent an opportunity, a difference. A difference. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it looks like from my yeah. experience. It makes me think as, um, of um, some work that one of my students is doing at the moment with, again, a, a young black boy. He's um, uh, in school and uh, he feels like the school, uh, his family have a certain story about him and that, you know, there's a certain sense of inevitability about his path and where he's going to go. And, and, and 
those kind of stories don't sit well with him and um, he's not you know trying to buy into them but he he's just very aware that these are the stories that are happening around him and uh some of the work that uh, my student has been doing has been trying to have different conversations with him about him so talking about his like leadership skills talking about his uh strengths talking about mm. how good he is at be- being able to articulate himself mm. and the kind of effect that she's visibly seen you know on his face when he's like oh this is different you know this is it's uncomfortable but I think Mm. I like it you know Mm. Uh, that that is a difference (laughs) that's being introduced to that young person and sometimes it's about chance and opportunity um because I remember working uh with a a mother who'd had um three previous children removed and was um expecting her fourth child and the plan was for removal at birth and again it's how these kind of you know assumptions and narratives follow um and I worked with her as part of a sort of early intervention project. And there's something about the difference there was this opportunity of getting involved early and mm. um, working with this mother early on in, in the pregnancy and, and giving chance. And again, giving this hope like, you know, we want you to succeed. We want things to be different. And, you know, she did go on, her, you know, and her baby remained with her and, and had a very different um, life and opportunity. But it, it, it was the difference there was this a different way of working with this mum and and, and a kind of different approach to the work. I do think as well that there is something so powerful when when we as social workers come with, we want you to do well, rather than, oh you're not you know you're not we're just here to pick it all up when it falls apart Mm. actually you know we want you to do well you can do this come on we've seen you do this in the past it's not like we're asking you Mm. to do something completely out there maybe yeah. that's not the same for for your one but but yeah. you know there is there is a real um yeah a power in mm. in having in holding that for your services yeah. Fran I'm gonna do it again and play devil's advocate classic Eugene sorry so playing devil's advocate what does that look like or what does hope because I agree with what you're saying Nadia around it, we as social workers have to do that and it's powerful for us to do that with families but then considering the visible and um, sometimes invisible power we hold and what that looks like to family members and on one hand we're we're saying we believe you can do that be hopeful and there's opportunities in the future but right behind us there's the possibility that we could remove their their kids and Mm. is this something and just talking about it from a child protection social work perspective is that something that you guys have consciously thought about and if if so how do you mitigate I think that is part of the the power of it that, like you say, behind us or, you know, we come with the this real, you know, the real possibility that we could remove the child. Um, but that's not the first thing that we're coming with. So they already know that that is the, you know, that is the situation as a social worker, yeah. you know, you do have that power. But and if you're coming at them, you know, and that's the first thing that you're ramming down their throat, then yeah. that's like pretty hopeless. Yeah. But if you're coming with, you know what? Yes, we've got all of this yeah. behind us. Mm. But actually, we do think that with support, you could do something differently. Yeah. Then, you know, how that, that's what I say. That's what I mean when I say how powerful is that? Definitely. And that's kind of and it has to be that genuine, authentic, like, De- you know, if you're saying that you have to mean it. Like yeah. we want you to succeed. And as you said, I guess it's about being transparent that these are 
these options and being mm. clear, but actually before that, there's 10 other steps yeah. that we, um, you know, and we want you to succeed. And these are the things that, you know, definitely we want, we want to see you uh, kind of change. Yeah. It's not about kind of denying what, what mm. the possibilities could be. Yeah. If they want to talk about it, bring it, even if they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Bring it, but yeah. also bring the, come on, this is, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, so it's not about knock knock. Hi, my name is Eugene. I'm here to remove your kids. Yeah, <laughs> that is the dominant story. I would assume amongst um, lay people around the role of social workers. If if you ask a person who has no social work involvement, what do social workers do? Baby snatches. They remove your kids. And part of the reason why we are, are kind of giving our voice, social work voice, a different voice of social work, is to kind of change the the narrative. Is that Yes, we do have the power, but I kind of think about power in a very visual sense when I'm with families and almost like a, a ball of energy. And you have that ball of energy, that power ball in your hand when you knock on the door. It's up to you where you choose to place that. Do you choose to hold it out in front of you, right in front of the person's face? Say, oh, yeah, I've got the power. This is what it looks like. Do you choose to put it behind you so you know it's there? They can see the glowing light, but they're not sure what it is, but you want to conceal it. Or on occasion, do you choose to give it to them? Because it's like... And that is what you guys are saying around, look, we both know this is what, this is the remit of my, my role or remit of my position. But by giving the ball to them, you're letting them take control of it and you're adding hope to it through the conversations you give them, through the optimism you show, through being strength-based. And for me, connected to what you're saying, Fran, about change, that's how change occurs and that's how trust can be as well. That was a nice analogy. Oh, thanks. Yeah, oh, he's a good Mister. Yeah, I've come out with one analogy. of those in a while. Haven't I? Well, it's been at least ten minutes. <laughs> 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 All right, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, what just sort of final reflections or, or comments do you have around hope to leave people with hopeful comments? <laughs> I think sometimes it is hard to hold the hope all the time consistently persistently um, and so I do think it's helpful to check in with um, other people around you and you know try and uh, speak to others who are who are and speak to people who are hopeful no don't speak to people who is gonna you know join you and be the misery loves company gang like <laughs> let's not let's not do that members wanted yeah <laughs> I was I was gonna say similarly like you know it is it is something that's so key and it's it's kind of behind a lot of our work and interventions in social work to be hopeful. But also there'll be times when we feel hopeless and that's okay as well. Yeah. As you said, use supervision, mm. um, use colleagues to kind of uh, talk about those feelings. With families, as you sort of said, Nadia, I think it's around um, perhaps thinking of times when things maybe were more hopeful or looking for exceptions um, mm. to try and kind of help yeah. people out of some yeah. of their stuckness, yeah. and hopelessness. Yeah. And I would say be optimistic. Let optimism be something that's actively in your thoughts because um, at the same time, recognising the reality, knowing your professional and statutory duty. But optimism is, is important because I often think when we get a referral, the person who's making a referral is given all of the dangerous or the difficult information. So it's easy for somebody to read all of that. And we talked a couple of podcasts ago about how we begin, whether we read the referral or we don't. But it's possible for someone to read that referral and say, oh my God, 
there's no hope or whatever. But if you're optimistic about where this family can go, where this child can go, or where this adult can go, or whoever you're working with, then that will influence your thinking and will make you work and engage and talk in a hopeful way, kind of fishing for that and then being a difference that makes a difference yeah. yes and are you happy that we've ended on a Bates and Quote I'm so the happy. Godfather we yeah. have talked about it so. oh we have talked about it before yeah yeah remember when I said Nadia, the Godfather you slip him in every podcast but it's okay because oh. we love you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay good final thoughts guys um, as usual guys you can find us at Matters Podcast on Twitter and Instagram also um leave comments um get in contact with us let us know your thoughts and give feedback and any ideas or suggestions about um possible podcast episodes uh, we'll be happy to hear that and also um check out our new facebook page which by the time this episode goes out it should be up and active Ooh, yeah. and um yeah just stay tuned because we're thinking about new content and ways we can kind of develop and grow so there may be new things coming your way hopefully to look forward to yes. um so, I, are you going to say something, friend? Because I'm, I'm about to sign to out. Say bye. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.